I'm Soren Postos. Standing here, my pal Ray Tosh, and this is Paper Thin We, short-sighted, ill-advised, thought-provoking dimwits, speak our truths on trending topics that we experience in our daily lives. Right now, Soren is doing the gritty, but this week we uh, had an awesome interview with the one and only Mr. David Becker, who leads the amazing theater department here at Charlottesville High School, and we wanted to promote his upcoming show, Fiddler on the Roof, that him and his team and cast of students have been working on for months and months. And also, another note, in the episode here, I pointed out that the show was at 7 o'clock for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but it is actually at 7.30, so do not come here at 7 o'clock. Please come at 7.30. Uh, Yeah, and also stay tuned to the highlights because we had an action-packed, filled show this week, and we really enjoyed making it. Hope you do too. Soren, out of 10, we're big out of 10 guys here. What would you rate this episode? So I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. I would hesitate to give it an 11 out of 10. Oh, my gosh. High energy, really interesting interview, great highlights. So much fun. So much fun. 10 out of 10, Alright, stay tuned. Uh, we'll be back next week with some fun stuff. So, enjoy. Alright, loyal Paper Thin Thoughts listeners and fans, we are thrilled today to welcome in Shawsville High School Theater Department Director, Mr. David Becker. You've been here since 2009 and have surely made an impact on the community. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy, busy day to uh, join and chat with us about, you know, all the projects you have coming up. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Soren, for having me. Uh, Yeah, so we'll get right into it. We brought you on today because you're a fascinating person, but we also want to promote the big CHS musical that's coming up, uh, Fiddler on the Roof. In three words, can you describe the show or tell us a little bit about why you're excited for it? I'm going to try to do the three words thing. That's interesting. That's intriguing to me. Tradition, culture, change. Hmm. Um, and those are the three, three words, and I can elaborate on that in a minute. But, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I think those are great. We'll get into the first one there, tradition. What does that mean to you? Why was it, why does fill on the roof? Uh, exploit tradition to you? Well, it's actually a conversation about how we have to embrace change. Uh, And the show, which was written in 1964, at a time when there were a lot of things that were happening with women's rights, um, alongside of a tumultuous, you know, period in American history with civil rights, we were seeing how the story that is an older story from 100 years prior to then, the Shodlom Alechem stories about Tevye the Dairyman, his unwillingness to change around a society of girls that want to actually have it their way as opposed to his way is mirrored in the way that during the civil rights movement and during women's rights, women were finding themselves able to actually say, actually, no, you have to let me have these rights the same way as men. So in a weird way, this tradition concept and willingness to make change and see how change helps us to move forward is a vehicle. It's like it's used as a way or a device in the story of Fiddler on the Roof to express larger, deeper, greater problems in our society and obviously world society and conflict where we have currently still um, places where women or 
minority groups or subaltern groups are not provided the same opportunities as those that are in the majority or male dominated. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Like how you're still willing to tell a story that was written hundred years ago, as it sounds, and it's still applicable in 2023. More I, than ever, actually. Yeah, that just, that sounds really cool. Especially with the uh, Ukrainian conflict and uh, we, where we are currently in that climate, because these settlements of people that have always been subject to um, having their land or their lives taken out from underneath them, that is nothing new, and it is not just the story of Jews. It is the story of... Um, uh, oppression, the oppressed, and the people who are afraid of those that are, um, I suppose, not the majority. Um, we, we see all the things that have happened here in our own yeah. community that relate to that very thing. Definitely. Uh, so tell us a little bit about why you're excited CHS is putting on the show. Give us an elevator pitch to the Charlottesville community about why we should go see it. First of all, everybody should go see it because it's the first musical we've done with a full pit orchestra since 20, I want to say 28, 2018, or is it 2017 when we did mm -hmm. South Pacific? It's been that long because we were going to do that with Music Man, only to find out, oh, I'm sorry, we, we, had, we did Mamma Mia with a pit as well. Um, but it's just nice to have everybody back uh, in a full, honest-to-goodness, uh, fledged musical uh, in the Performing Arts Center that has the capacity to do so many wonderful things with our... Uh, with Dave Stipe and Paul Rosner at the helm. Um, so I'm really excited about that alone. Um, but on a much, much bigger or deeper level, it's a show that if a lot of people, um, you know, haven't seen, it can change their entire perspective of what theater can be. It's not, it's not like, you know, something temporary or trendy for the moment if it has stood the test of times. For sure. Yeah. And what are the dates that the listeners or whoever's listening to this can go watch the show? So we open a week from today, actually, okay. which is uh, the Which 16th. is the day that you're listening to this episode. So oh, it, that's perfect. Yep. So uh, this will air on next Thursday. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it opens on the 16th at 730. Um, tickets are on sale for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, we close with a Sunday matinee at 2. Um, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday are 7.30 shows. And you can find those tickets on theaterchs.com? Um, on the Instagram. actual Instagram, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And awesome. also probably on the website, yeah. Yep. We'll put a link up on yeah. uh, social media and the show notes, everything like that. So. Perfect. And awesome. we, we saw the set in there, obviously. It's very, very, it looks amazing. How long did it take to create that set and put it up? So we have these, you guys know that we have this amazing tech program. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. And the kids that are involved in it are very, very, very invested. Um, Nora Floyd, uh, who I believe is a senior, they had a tremendous amount of uh, creative impact on this design for this particular show. And we used some concepts that we had worked on in the fall with our one-act play that we did, The Book of Will, and applied some of those um, design concepts to this production. And having done so, we were able to um, make some quick and uh, effective uh, repurposings and recyclings of that material. Mm -hmm. um, and then the rest of it was very much like the tech classes working since about the end of Thanksgiving until now um, in designing and implementing uh, awesome. the, the whole, whole thing, the whole effort, yeah. And oh, wow. You've been talking about it like from the pit to Mr. Dave Stipe, uh, Paul, who's in the pack, uh, tech, everything, the cast, you know, this is a the this is a huge team production every year. What's it like for to see that come to fruition? It's amazing. 
because uh, one of the things that, again, I think makes it special is that we're not just talking about, you know, oh, well, it's just those theater kids, you know, doing that show that they always do, and oh my gosh, Mr. Becker does so many shows. Yeah. It's not, in this case, really about the number of shows, it's the people. It's the, it's the fact that we have a pit with 25 people, a band director, Mr. Hobley, who is fantastic to work with, he's mm -hmm. a tremendous musician, a crew of 20 people led by students, mm -hmm. um, and in, ver and like in every sense of the word led by students, it's really amazing to watch, mm -hmm. designers that have been working since day one with different things to contribute, and then everybody comes together, and then we all see it come up, and then we see it close, and it becomes a cast of not just 50, but it becomes a cast of like 100 people. That's awesome, wow. yeah. Uh, let's get to the next topic here. I wanted to talk about how earlier this year, MTE put on a production of The Prom, the musical, which was a great show, but I think it was an even better story and like really important to tell. Yeah. You mentioned beforehand that Charlottesville High School is one of only two schools in the entire state of Virginia, I think that's right, to put that production on. Why was it important to you to do that show? Because we can't be complacent, and I think it's really easy for um, kids to take for granted their... Um, uh, generally very uh, open and embracing community that they live in. Um, and I think that um, knowing a little bit about how things, very much like with Fiddler on the Roof, uh, things can come out, you know, the rug can get pulled out right from underneath you at any given moment. Yeah. Um, and these kinds of uh, 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 rights for people who are LGBTQ uh, could be taken away. Uh, yeah. And so similarly, we're saying, in a weird way, we're saying through these uh, communities, stories that we share, these stories that we share, we can have a similar message that is re, uh, it's like rededicated each time we see a show. It's like, oh, we can talk about this again yep. and use Fiddler on the Roof as a way of describing why we are lucky to be living where we're living. The same thing could be said about the prom, because if we were, you know, not in Charlottesville, it would be harder to pull off doing it. Um, and there have been other school systems that have canceled the production. Well, uh, I think what's cool about the two shows that we've highlighted here is that you're not only getting on and putting on a great production, but you're also telling an important story that was written years ago, but it's also applicable today, not as much with The Prom because it was written recently. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's kind of like the power of what you're trying to do here at CHS, and that's pretty cool. And it's all, I will say again, Ben and Soren, I mean, like you guys know just as well as I do, it's because of the kids that are in the building. There's a lot of creativity here. There's desire. There is a want for it. It's not just like, oh, I want to do something, and this is what's going to happen. I wouldn't want to do it if I didn't also know that people were interested in it. So, yeah. yeah. And as you said, you've put on tons of shows. Are there any shows that you are just itching to get, like, another production of or any new ones? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I am not one that I know how to answer immediately. I know that I try not to do anything again, um, mm -hmm. which is, I think, important because it's like, that's, that's easy in yeah. a way. It's like, well, we, we know what that looks like. Um, I think when the rights become available to do Hamilton, that would be amazing. Yeah. I think when the rights become available to do Wicked, that would be amazing. Neither of those shows yet have the rights. I think Wicked probably will be coming first um, because it was, uh, it, there's a movie coming out that generally helps. Um, don't know, uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. This is like a picking your favorite child, but what's your favorite show that you've ever done for any reason? Yeah, I can't really if do. If you don't want to pick one, you can pick like 
a couple. I mean, I think there were some really amazing things that happened uh, when we did Sweeney Todd in 2013. Um, there were some really awesome things that happened when we did Les Mis in like, uh, I think it was 2015. Uh, maybe I'm backwards. The other, I'm getting my dates wrong, which is really <laughs> making me feel old right now. Um, there, but there are, there, are definitely, um, there are definitely some shows that stand out for sure, and I hope this will be one of them. Awesome. So, Orin, you want to get to some rapid-fire questions? Oh, we'll yeah. Okay. We've got some just quick, yeah, yeah, let's do very it. fast ones. Uh, on. Yeah. First one, cats or dogs? Dogs. Summer or winter? Winter. Would you rather fly or have super strength? I would love to fly. Oh, man. Introvert or extrovert? Yes. Are you more of a thinker or a doer? Doer. Street smarts or book smarts? Streets. Fresh food or fried food? Fresh. Ooh, cannonball into the pool or dip a toe in first? Definitely cannonball. Oh, yeah. Here's some uh, yes or no. Do you, do you consider yourself tech savvy? Yes. Uh, do you think you could win a game show? No. Why is that? Well, I mean, I, I, there, it just the, the, the stress would get to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the pressure, the pressure. And I just have a couple more. Do you have any hidden talents or... Anything that no, not many people know about. Hidden, um, or or just any talent. I, so. I I definitely I definitely uh, I can repair. Uh, I'm, I work on old cars. Uh, that's a hobby. That's not a talent. Nice. Um, I play the piano. I don't think that's a secret. Um, talents. I mean, that's that's kind of that's it. I mean, maybe maybe like, maybe just maybe music. I don't know. Yeah. And the final question, what? Is your either your favorite or your spirit animal? Oh my god, <laughs> that's a fun one. Oh my god, I don't, I don't know, like what or who. I think it's more of a who, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I really admire, um, I really admire. Oh, there's so many people that I think about that I like want to acknowledge there. Um, I admire Angela Bassett um, as an actress, as an artist, as a person who evokes great things on film. We've seen Wakanda forever. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and just a truly human, amazing human being. Awesome. Uh, and I want to let you get out of here on this last question. What is a great piece of advice that someone has given you and you would like to share with everyone listening? Um, you, the one of the best things that we can try to do um, when we create art is to listen to everyone's ideas that are being presented um, and that there is no idea that is ever better than another idea. All of us are on the same page to contribute and share. It's truly about collaboration and the spirit within that. Um, and uh, uh, maybe, maybe, the, maybe the, the piece that I'm thinking of especially is that like, um, we need to be present with each other in the here and now when we're with each other because we don't know when we're not going to have that chance. Yeah. Or we don't know when we're going to have that chance taken away from us. Enjoy every moment. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that's a great way to close it out. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mr. Becker, and good luck with the show. Thank you. Thank ben. you. Thank you, Soren. You guys are awesome. I hope this is a, a helpful uh, It was a great interview. interview. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
Soren, we are recording this on one Valentine's Day, and even though you are not my Valentine per se, I would like to wish you a very happy day. Thank you, you too, Ben. Ah, uh, thank you. So, for this special, special Valentine's Day, we decided to ask the listeners for some questions that they had about general advice pertaining to love, appreciation, Valentine's, crushes, anything like that. Word. So, uh, I'm going to pull those up. And, you know, then we can give them our kind of satirical, real or fake advice, because these are real or fake questions. Yep. First question comes from uh, Grace Boyles. says, men, anti or pro. Uh, Soren, do you have a thought on that? Um, I'd say that everyone is a good person. So I, I have personally a neutral position on that. Everyone I, deserves to be treated the same. I agree with no you. No one is better or worse than each other. I think every person... Unless you do some really, really bad acts like murder or something. Sure. I think every person has the right to be whoever they want to be and be what they want to be. And uh, I think that every person is awesome. And Every person? Yes. Oh. Uh, so, men anti or pro? I think Paper Thin Thoughts' official stance on that is... Pro. We are pro everybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, bud. Uh, next question here is from one Evan Rinkovich. Oh, jeez. Evan says, what is love and why don't I feel it? Um, You go to the gym too much, <laughs> Evan, and I feel like you're fishing for for some, uh, what I say, compliments here. All right. Well, Soren, I wanted to use this question as a springboard to our next Valentine's Day topic. Kay. which is your relationship that has been going on for a year now. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Uh, and I would like you to just talk about for a little bit why you appreciate this relationship so much with uh, your female friend, Lucy Scott, and what, you know, how how has this impacted your life over the last year plus? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of, like, one good thing to say. Um, <laughs> I was kidding. Probably, I think I've said this before on here, maybe it was somewhere else, but her energy, I can match her energy pretty, pretty, pretty well. When it's like high energy, I can, I can get up there or when we're just chilling I can go down there. Also, uh, I hate to say this, but she is kind of funny sometimes. Ooh. So I do hate to say that. And, and her athleticism, she plays the same sport as me. So it, it brings up some relatable content, which is always fun to talk about. You got some fun stories to tell, like the first date or how you asked her, anything like that? Uh, sure. First first date was probably, okay, so the first real one was when we went down, when it was like a snow day, went downtown and kind of just walked around for like a long time and then went to Petite Mary Bette and got some hot chocolate and croissants as we did this morning. So... Yeah, that was probably the first one. It was really cold, so I had to walk probably a mile downtown, which was not enjoyable, but it was pretty pretty beautiful out. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, any any advice to any people out there about how you've kept this relationship so strong for all the years, and um, not just from your perspective, but from her her perspective too? Yeah. So not every relationship is not going to be perfect. Someone's going to do something wrong. Or say something weird, and it's gonna make the other person feel sad. So you just gotta, you just gotta listen. That's my one one thing. Listen, 
and know in the moment that they're feeling some either anger or sadness. So you just got to wait it out and then you can't resolve it all in like one, one time. So you got to kind of wait it out and talk after, which is always good, I guess. Nice. Well, I want to give a special shout out to Lucy Scott and Soren Pobisils yeah. for this Valentine's Day and anyone else on Valentine's Day, uh, shout out. For sure. All right. Should we get into our normal tweet of the week now? Yes. So as we talked about last week, the Super Bowl happened or was happening at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would like to bring up a tweet from one LeBron James who was at this. Uh, oh, yeah. He got booed. He was at this event. Yes, he did get booed when he, he was put his on crown the, on when he was on the big screen. But uh, after the game or right after the play that it happened, he tweeted out that you know, his hand on his back had no effect on his route. The game was too dang good for that call to dictate the outcome of the game. Dang. By the way, I have no horse in the race, just my professional opinion. Yeah. So I completely agree with LeBron James. Soren? I'd say that it wasn't I, – I don't think it should have been called because of the – if it was earlier in the game, probably. And, and obviously here, if you are not following, we are talking about James Bradbury's called holding on Juju Smith-Schuster in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. Yes. Um, which – would have given, which gave the Eagles, or which gave the Chiefs... Uh, Free win. Yeah. I'd say in any other league game that could be called, but in that scenario and I think that you got to realize that right there in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter of the t- Super Bowl and the game is tied, you have to realize that this is too big of a moment and for it to be called, it has to be obvious. Yeah. You know? That was like... Small tug, that was, and and he was and already he was already going to the left like that tug wasn't gonna do anything. And yeah, and like LeBron said, that didn't affect his route at all. Yeah, um, and like up until a while, I didn't think that there was any tug or much of a tug. I but saw it, but a little it mean, bit it didn't do a anything. little bit ago. I saw a different angle that I hadn't s- seen before, and I was like, might have been a tug, but still not enough for it to be going. Yeah, he wasn't getting there either. Like the ball was so far away. Uh, Soren, what were your uh, main takeaways from the Super Bowl? Um, Both teams lacked defense. Both teams lacked defense. Very lacking. Uh, Jalen Hurts put on a show. Best, he he best like passer sold rating. the game at one point, though. Uh, he got it back. Yeah, best passer rating in the uh, history of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And best second best overall rating in the history of the Super Bowl. Um, and I think that the commercials were fire. Yeah. Uh, eh. Really? Yes. There were some good ones. Yeah, I don't like this year. I remember a lot from other years, but this year I actually don't remember any of them. Yeah, like they they weren't too memorable. Memorable, but when I saw them, I thought they were pretty good. Um, how about Soren? What about Rihanna? What were your thoughts on Rihanna? We kind of uh, we that didn't part. really watch it. We kind of left your house right when the halftime show started, so I didn't get to see it. But I'm sure you've seen clips or memes, though. Yeah, I saw the floating platforms that were definitely floating. Yeah. Those are pretty cool, and there's a there's a meme of this person that almost fell off one of them. Yeah, that's funny. Um, and and the fact that she's pregnant as doing that, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, for sure. And it's also been a couple of memes coming out of that. I want to point out that uh, Dave, producer Dave, on last week's Super Bowl special episode, got the color of the Gatorade right. It was purple. I guessed it first. I said purple first, oh, and then he and first. he jumped on it. All right, so Soren yeah. got it right. Purple. Soren got it right. Um, let's see here. I want to point out a quote from Soren's dad when there were about 30 seconds left before okay. the field goal was being kicked. Oh, gosh. 
Uh, these, and I will have to bleep this out, these f***ing cheese balls deserve to miss the field goal. <laughs> this is what Soren's dad said. Um, Epic moment. He was heated. He was... was you so could funny. confirm he was heated. Yeah, it was, it was pretty... Classic, classic Eagles fan. Yeah. Talk, I guess. Uh, he was just sitting in his corner of the couch talking about football. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Is that how you spell it? Yeah. Uh, anyways. Oh, yeah. Super Bowl this year, Soren, what do you rate it out of 10? Out the of 10? Whole, the whole experience. The food, the company, the people, the... Uh, event the commercials the halftime the gatorade everything i'm gonna give it eight eight out of ten all right yeah i think that the first quarter was definitely a 10 out of 10 yeah first quarter I, was awesome the first and un- like the f- until the first until oh gosh until the chiefs first touchdown the eagles looked crazy yeah they caught every ball even if it went out of bounds or well, even if they ran but it was like a tail of two halves kind of because the Chiefs score on every possession in the second half yep um, it was it was just a crazy game, high thing, scoring. Another thing I want to point out was uh, Chris Stapleton's amazing rendition of the nath- national anthem. Um, had had uh, Eagles and Chiefs players in tears, and it was under, and it was under, which uh, I did not like, and it was clearly under. There, was, it was not close. Yeah, yeah. I saw a lot of TikToks where people guessed it was going to be two hundred two. It wasn't like two hundred one point nine, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So people would put money on that and lost quite a few quite a few dollars on Chris Stapleton's haste. Yeah. But yeah, overall eight eight out of ten because I guess the Gatorade color right, but two points went away because of the Eagles losing. But yeah, yeah. What would you rate it, Ben? Rate it out of ten. Let's yes. see. Give it a a solid a solid eight point seven. Where's that one point three? I don't know. The Super Bowl is always one of my favorite days of the year. Um, you know, between spending it, spending time with people that you appreciate. Uh, you know, the football itself was really, really good this year. It was at a high level. Yep. Um, the, Except for the defense. The national anthem was good, as I said. The halftime show was good, and overall, just the vibes around the country are mm-hmm. really high. Wait, did did Rihanna but, have it? But I'll let you finish. But I think that you and I—this is a fault to you and me. I think that you and I both could have, you know, stepped up our food game a little bit. We yeah. Just got, we got pizza and wings beforehand, and then we kind of mm. just sat there. There wasn't much going on in terms of food, and that's yeah. usually one of the best parts. Yeah. Um. So that's where my points went. I think that you know, Super Bowl when it's at its peak, there are a lot of options for food and not only a lot of options but a lot of quantity mm-hmm. um so i think that in years to come that'll be something we focus on more i think that we only didn't do a lot on the food aspect is because we went to three different locations yes which i i did love doing because and it was just you got to go everywhere and see the environments in different places yes but in the future if if we do this next year then we should just get everyone in the same place and do a huge spread yes. like because we texted dave or you texted Dave halfway through, and he said he had potato skins, taquitos. Dave's spread sounded really good. Wings and or nachos and taquitos and our skins. our wings that we had at uh, Dino's and they the were good mar- in the dairy market. They were good wings, really good wings. I'd say if they were baked for extra two minutes, they'd be really crispy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I thought I thought overall time. they were really good. They were good. All right, Soren, you want to get into the quote here? After sure. I've got a Super Bowl. 
I've got a quote because this is because this is the theater David Becker filler on the roof special. Yes, it sure is. By the way, tickets on sale. Go yep. get them. The show is again Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's at seven p.m. Sunday. It is at two p.m. Uh, go see it. They've been working really hard on it, and it'll be great. Tickets are in their Instagram bio, which is Theaters CHS, and you can find that in the notes of this episode. Yes, somewhere connected to this episode, wherever you're listening. Yes, but I've got a a theater quote. This let's, is either a more recent person, Hugh Jackman, all right, or Shakespeare. Oh, so this is. I don't know if you're going to be able to get this. There's probably a couple couple aspects of the quote that will sway your opinion because they are hundreds of years off. I'm going on three weeks in a row now, or four weeks in a row maybe. I don't know. I'm saying four. I'm saying four weeks in a row with correct guess who said it. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Here's the quote. Anyone who thinks they're indispensable is fooling themselves. Ooh. Because this is like modern language so that it makes sense, but it's also not like – too Shakespeare slang, was a genius. Too slangy, you know? Yeah. Shakespeare had his way with words. It's not like Shakespeare words, but it's not like too un Shakespeare words. Yeah. Say the quote again one more time. Anyone who thinks they're indispensable is fooling themselves. Hmm. That sounds. I'm going to say that was Shakespeare. Shakespeare? Yes. No, no switching. Don't even ask me. I'm just. I'm going full force. You sure? Yes. It was Hugh Jackman. Ah, oh, crap. I found the one quote where he said fooling because I feel like that's like a Shakespeare-esque word. It is. It's a good word. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that's a good quote, too. Speaks yeah. to uh, the value of even though there are 8 billion people on this world. Everyone is important everyone and plays is important. a part. Everyone has value. You have value, Soren. You have value. Thank you. And like a theatrical play, everyone plays a part in the play. Even if you're not on stage, you're contributing. Exactly, and that's kind of what we touched on with Mr. Becker, and, you know, that's awesome, right? Yeah, very inspiring quote, and very in touch with reality these days, especially in the showbiz. Definitely, definitely. All right, Soren, should we get into quick question of the week? Oh, wait, don't we have a movie review? Oh, we do have a movie review. Then, so this this movie came out a couple couple weeks ago. Was it, maybe it's been a month, but... yeah. What was it? Knives it Out, out Glass Onion. Christmas. Yep. Oh, yeah, a couple months. Knives Out, Glass Onion. I saw it probably, I think it was the second day it came out, or maybe a couple weeks after, but Ben watched it just last week. Ben, what were your thoughts on it? And how many times? You've watched it one time? I've watched it once. I've watched So here's the strategy. You watch it again to see what you missed. So sure. Ben, Ben watching it one time, what are your thoughts on the movie? I really, really liked it. I thought um, this movie... It's so different from the first Knives Out, mm-hmm. and um, each detail, like in all of these type of movies, uh, this one was really good. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express was really good. Death on the Nile, which came out uh, last summer, was really good. Um, I I think that watching these movies are so fun because you have to pay so close attention, and even when you do, it's like you never see it coming. Um, so I won't give any spoilers here, but... Um, I was really surprised when most of my family said that they did not enjoy this movie because mm. I really liked it. Um, I want to hear what you think, Soren. 
I feel like um I really want to spoil it. It's been it's been a long it's been it's been out for enough time, right, Ben? All right, so spoilers coming right here. I figured out who so you know the big dude? The social yeah, media yeah. dude? Duke. The stream yeah, Duke. I figured out who killed Duke right at right when he died. You did. Cuz I knew that he was not a fan of the pineapple. And there's no other way of him dying except for allergies and they had cocktails and i saw the pineapple juice so i knew that he got poisoned with the pineapple i just didn't know who uh-huh. until they until they until, until he sat down next to the dude gotcha. main guy. what was the main guy's name um the rich dude so- something his name was uh wait 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 his <laughs> name was uh um, insert name but sorry keep talking about this movie so oh man there was a lot to unpack I really like how the Miles twin, Braun. yeah, Miles. I really like how the twin played a role uh, in the person who died. Yeah, that was really. I, really I mean, I had that. no idea. I had no clue. Yeah, but yeah, it was. A, I really liked it. I thought it was really slow at first, personally. I did too, and I think all these movies, like all the movies that I just named, kind of are. Um, yeah. But then it's really worth it at the end. Yeah, Ben, what would you rate it out of ten? Oh, here's a couple categories. Care. Uh, what is it called? Characters or lineup? Or what are they called? Actors. Actors. Actor lineup out of ten. Go. Uh, I don't recognize a lot of these names on the actor list. Madeline Klein. You don't recognize Madeline Klein. I mean, there are a few that I recognize, but not a ton. Uh, so on the actor list itself, I would give like a a solid six point four 6. out of 4. ten. But how the actors did, I would give it like a. A 9.8 out of 10. It was really good acting. Um, Soren, you for both of those? Ooh. So what are, what are the categories? Acting and then? Acting and actors selected. Actors selected. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. I really do like the, the lineup we had. It was pretty interesting. And the acting, ah, uh, it was all right. I mean, it was better than the last one. Actually, no, the last one was definitely better. Acting, I'll give it an eight. Actors, I'll give seven. All right. Uh, and next category, Soren, is what? Next category is the plot. Or let's go with how it was set up, kind of like. Obviously, these murder mysteries, something's happening, and then it's going to go back and see. What was what were your thoughts on their analysis and background of how it unfolded after all of this stuff happened, like how it led up? Uh, I think that they did a good job uh, making a distinction about what was what happened in the past, like what was flashback and yes. what was now. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what a movie like this is so successful at. And I think that it really brought the entire story together. It wasn't like, here's the back, it wasn't a linear uh, time plot. It was really well put together. By the director, by the writer, by the producer, by all the act- it was just a really overall good, good film. I agree, Ben. I do like how they unpack it all at the end. Yeah, and and they unpack. It. And you know, one thing I want to say uh, that's underrated about movies like these is the music. The music adds such a good element to topics like this. And you know, shout out to the music. I agree. Next category, Soren. Ooh, next category. I'm gonna go with the 
location. So in the first ep- in the first movie, it was in one house. This mm-hmm. one, it was an island. What do you gotcha? What are your feelings on where it was held? And this is the final category. Uh, I think that it was re- it fit the vibe well. The house that they showed, um, you know, the city, the island itself, it was all really fitting, and it made the vibe super interesting, especially, like, the Glass Onion, it's a typical bar that you would expect something like this to happen in. Mm-hmm. Tech billionaire, future congresswoman, things like that. Yeah. It's something that you definitely, definitely expect, um, but don't realize you expect it. And, you know, I think that the glass onion itself was beautiful. Yeah. The uh, On the island, um, it looked like paradise. It did. Uh, so, Soren, I, I rate that a uh, an 8.8 out of 10. I would give it 8.8, too. What? Yeah. Right. I do like the layout. I actually more, I actually like the first first movie a bit better. Just one house. It's a bit more simple, and there was connections into the town, too. But overall, Ben, what would you give the overall rate? Overall rating of the movie, solid 9.4. I'd give it 8.9. I really like this movie, if you can't tell. Yeah. Um, I like this movie. I like Mori- Murder on the Orient Express. Mm-hmm. I like the other Knives Out. I like Death on the... I like these, these type of movies. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was good stuff. I also watched one more movie that I really want to unpack really quickly. All right, let's do it. I watched Knock on the Cabin. Oh, I haven't heard of that. It, or Knock at the Cabin by, uh, it was directed by M. Night Shyamalan. And? Very good. Ooh. It's suspenseful. It's, oh, it's like, it's on edge of your seat type thing. There's this couple in the cabin with a kid and the actor Duke from yeah. Glass Onion Yeah, yeah. I've, shows I've been up. seeing him in a lot of ads recently. Yeah. Actor from uh, so Duke from Glass Onion shows up in the woods, uh, greets the little girl that's adopted by the two uh, the two fathers, and he brings his group of four into the house, into their cabin, kidnaps the family, and says that they are trying to save the world. It's four random people that had visions of the world ending, and they need the two two of the three people in the family to basically murder one of the people in the family. So Okay. So and then then all like the stuff will stop. Huh? It was another murder mystery type of movie. It wasn't a, it wasn't really a mystery. It was just like very very it was kind of, oh, it was suspenseful and it was like a movie that made you think. Awesome. So what out of 10? I'm going to give it a 9.8 out of 10. Whoa. Yeah, I really like the plot. And these horrible, horrible things would happen if they wouldn't agree to sacrifice one of them. And, oh, the movie just unfolds, and they see some weird stuff. I'm not going to spoil it because it's pretty new, but I'd give it a 9.8. I highly recommend it if you are into trippy, weird stuff that kind of messes you up for a little bit and makes you really think. So, amazing movie by M. Night Shyamalan. That's awesome. And, oh, man. All right, Soren. So while we're just sitting here, the official Ted Lasso account tweeted uh-huh. that it's time to believe new season kicks off on March 13th, 2023. So my quick question of the week for you is, what are you excited about for the new season of Ted Lasso? So I haven't been watching it recently. I've I've seen – I think I've seen 
the full first season. Wait, there's only one season, right? There are two seasons. Season three is coming out. Okay, I think I've seen the whole first season, maybe a couple of the second. I really love the plot. Once yeah, this third really season good. comes out, it's probably going to get me back into it. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited for it, and I'm excited to see all the memes and analyses, analyzing the plot, the characters. I hope there's new characters oh, as I'm well sure as some old characters because yeah. this is a very hyped show, so I bet a lot of celebrities are going to want to hop on that. Yes. But I'm very excited. Ben, I know you're a huge fan. Huge you said fan. said it's your favorite show. Yes. Uh, so what are your thoughts? Ted Lasso is somebody that I really believe, even though he's fictional, it's all of the good that is in the world is wrapped up into Ted Lasso and the person and the show. Um, I I think that it sends a great message through sports, which is, you know, everything I look for every day. Yep. And the plot is intriguing. And I really just am excited to see how they potentially close this series out because they've said that season three is likely the last season of this wonderful, wonderful show. So yep. I'm really, really excited. To, that uh, season finale is going to be something else. Yeah, got any predictions? I know you haven't seen it. I haven't it. really seen it. I'm feeling like he's probably going to win something. Something I think, big. I think that they're uh, after they get promoted again, they're probably going to. Are they Are they in the Premier League? They're They're probably going to go back up. That's Word. just my guess. Nice. That's nice. just my guess. Okay. Um. So Ben, we should try to yeah. get him on the app, on the podcast. Ted Lasso himself. Huge stretch. Huge. It's like a Zoom call. He's he's a big uh, sports fan, so never know. Yeah. All okay. Right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. This has been the Paper Thin Thoughts podcast. Subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform and leave a rating and a question that could potentially be answered in a following episode. As always, I'm Storm Postos, accompanied by the great Ben Rikosh. Keep up the thin thoughts. Remember to stay tuned for next week's episode. Paper Thin Thoughts is produced by the Shawsville High School Podcasting Network. Executive producers are Jen Horn and Dave Stipe. Senior producers are Ben Rikosh and Soren Povisil. This episode was edited and mixed by Dave Stipe and Ben Rikosh. Music is produced and created thank you to Jacob Lightborn, Miss Waters, and the entire CHS music production team. Thank you to Mr. Rashad Pitt and the rest of the CHS faculty and staff for the support. PTT out. PTT out. Thank you.